was uh, when I was preparing this message. How many of you know uh, Cheryl Her? Her. Everybody knows Cheryl Her. So, I'm preparing this message, and on Facebook she posts this, just this kind of uh, header logo. It says it is finished. And it says it is finished. The fight is done. The Lord has the victory. The word for today is it's finished, it's done, it's over. Everything that you'll ever need in this life, the fruits of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, salvation, grace, mercy, kindness, love, long-suffering, self-control, He's given us all of it. He knew we were going to face battles, He knew we were going to come up against opposition. He knew in this life, He said, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to tell you in this life you're going to have trouble. But he said, I have overcome the world. There is nothing that can stop you from doing what God has called you to do if you are willing to simply step out and move forward and say, God, your will be done in my life and mean it. Total and absolute surrender. This is the day for total and absolute surrender. This word has been coming forth. Come home. Come home. Come home. Come home. And it is, the, it is the word of surrender. And I remember the time that I surrendered. In a drug house. And God came into that filthy place. With His love and mercy. And he said, come home. If you today that are in here, if you need to hear the word, come home. And when you come to the conclusion that there is nothing else. And to this surrounding reason, region, we say, come home. To your neighbors, we say, come home. To this city, to this state, and this country, and this world, the word is going out to come home. It is the time to come home. So many things today are coming into alignment. I'm just, my mind is absolutely boggled and I'm amazed and I'm bewildered and I'm, <laughs> it's like I'm playing this game of Plinko. <laughs> you ever watch The Price is Right? And there's all these different, you know, there's $5 and there's a dollar and there's <laughs> zero. I think the, the biggest one is 10,000, but I feel like God just keeps dropping these chips and it's going 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, 10,000. Yeah. We were born for such a time as this. This is the year of alignment. This is that. <laughs> you know, when you put seed in the ground, it, there's going to be a time where the, the sprouts shoot up and you say, this is that. There's a time for waiting, but there's also a time where God waits on us. This is the time where we move forward. This is the time to where we come home. And that may mean a myriad of different things to a myriad of different people. Whatever that means to you, the word come home, obey it. You say why? Because that's where the blessing is. That's where the peace is. See, Jesus is this. He is that. Yeah. 
In 2020, this is the year of this is that. This is that moment. Things you have been preparing for and praying for and waiting for are coming to pass. Yeah. I'm going to declare that this is the year of the harvest. You will see it and you will say, this is that. Things you have been preparing for. This is that. Things that you've been praying for. This is that. Things you have been waiting for. This is that. A baby's only in the womb for so long. But it must be birthed. Huh. Huh. You've been carrying destiny in your body and you're about to see it come to pass. Listen, it will come out kicking and screaming and you will point at it and say, this is that. <laughs> when a baby's born, because anybody can convince you that that's not a baby. <laughs> it's kicking and screaming. So this thing is not a thing where you're going to be thinking, oh, is that God? Oh, Am I in his will? Oh, not sure. No, it's going to be kicking and screaming. And you're going to say with boldness and confidence, this is that. You wonder why Jesus revealed himself in the way he did to his disciples because the majority of them were going to be martyred. The point of this message is the more we realize this is that, it dawned on me when I was preparing this that... And again, we're not sugarcoating anything because it's both good and bad things. <laughs> On the other side, called heaven, that's where it's all good. But I, I wish I could tell you that the disciples walked this rosy path and sat in palaces and they had people were throwing petals at their feet. No. When heaven meets earth... It gets violent. You say, why does that happen? Because the darkness hates the light. And the, the brighter the light shines, the more the darkness rears its ugly head. You say, is peace going to increase on earth? It's, I wish I could tell you it's going to increase, but it's not going to increase. So there is a seriousness to this message. Because when God gives you something and reveals something to you, he's doing it for a purpose. What he showed the disciples was not flaky. It was not lighthearted, so to speak. It was not surface. When he revealed himself to Peter, James, and John in the Mount of Transfiguration, and he peeled himself out of his human body, his human skin, and it said his glory shined like the sun, and they bowed down, and they were basically in terror. <laughs> of the awesomeness of God. He did it because they were going to go through hell on earth. So we're in a season of preparation. And I'm not up here trying to tell you that we're going to move into some euphoric place. The pressure is going to increase. But boy, oh boy, when you understand that the more the pressure increases and the more we lean on Him, the more power there is available.
Yes. Are, are you tired of being bored? <laughs> you tired of monotony? You tired of just living life? This kingdom walk is the most exciting, the most awesome, the most amazing. When the God of the universe that made everything whispers in your ear, there's no room for depression, there's no room for anxiety, there's no room for all that junk. This is a word called consecration. When, you, when your hands are so full of the things of God and you're so full of the things of God that there is no room for anything else. The light pushes out the darkness. Jesus kind of, they're like, we have seen a great light. <sighs> Shining like the sun. Ugh. It's going to come out kicking and screaming. There will be no question. Unfulfilled dreams, this is that. Unanswered prayers, this is that. Unanswered questions, this is that. Waiting for direction, this is that. Waiting on a healing, this is that. Waiting on a breakthrough, this is that. Waiting on someone you have been praying for to come home, this is that. Come home, come home, come home. Jesus carries all the this is that. It's in him these moments occur. Because listen, he's the A and the Z. Listen to this. He's the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the first and the last. He's the author and finisher of our faith. All things are fulfilled in him and through him according to God's will. He is our this is that. And again, the enemy hates this, this is that moments. If you, if you study the word, and I'm going to bring out a few of these, and it's going to be a faith builder for us. That's why it's so important to be in the Word. The Word builds your faith, doesn't it? Yeah. It builds your faith. These this or that moments. But if you study these, these occurrences in the Bible, the enemy is always right there to either mock or try to destroy or try to kill. He does not like this or that moments. I, my mind always goes back to King Herod who ordered all those males under two years old to be killed look, because he was looking for Jesus. He does not want the this or that moment. That, but we declare, <laughs> it happened. It happened. When he was on the cross and he said, it is finished. You want to talk about a powerful release? People are coming up out of the graves. <laughs> People, people that are dead right. coming right. up out of the graves right. and they're like, hey, there goes Joe. <laughs> What's Becky doing? We buried her a week ago. Walking the streets. He said it's finished. And those that are born again and receive the Spirit of Christ and are on their way to heaven there's going to be a time where all of this is fulfilled in the manifest state. In other words, you actually have it all and it's manifested. You have a glorified body. No more pain and no more disease and no more illness and no more stress and no more strain and no more pressure and no more all that stuff, right? But God says there's a people that are going to taste of the age to come. Right. Get a taste of healing. Get a taste 
There's something about expectation. And if you study the word and you see these this or that, there was expectation surrounding it. People were doing what they were supposed to be doing. You know, he tells them, go wait in the upper room. They do what he told them. In one accord, one mind. Obedience leads to this or that moments. They say this or that, this is that. You want to say this or that, but it's really this is that. This is what it says in Isaiah 55. This is verse 8. <laughs> for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. Listen, these things are... You have an idea. You have an inkling of what it's going to look like. But what he's going to do is bigger than that. Yes. He's always bigger than us. We try, we, you know, we try to get there. We try to figure it out. And we try, but he always is bigger. Higher, higher, higher. Constantly calling us to come up higher with him. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and they do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth, forth bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, and it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. He has patterned all types of things for everybody in here to carry out and to move into. And he spoke it. He's the one that spoke it. His word. Speaking forth that word. Speaking forth the seed. You know how much seed has gone forth out of this house in the last, I don't know, how many years? Seed. We, we talked about this one message at one point called the tipping point. You know, these people that you study in the Bible will be in disease for 30, 40 years or since the womb and they come, they come into absolute wholeness. You know how many years and how many days and how many minutes and how many seconds and how many decades some of these people waited? And then suddenly... What God has spoken will come to pass. It may not have come to pass according to our timetable, but it will accomplish the thing for which I was sent according to his timetable. I'm going to read you something briefly, and I have to take my glasses off, and my family made fun of me last time because of this, but I cannot see this close. So please don't want to. This was a word spoken by Bishop Joseph Garrington over Jeff. Thousands of people were in this house when this happened. Right. I'm going to read the whole thing. Bishop Garrington says, Mark Plaguey, where are you? Where's your pastor? Come. Says Bishop Garrington sings in the spirit while Pastor Jeff makes his way to the front. He says, will you stand here in front of me? 
He says, Pastor Barbara, his wife, can you put your hands on him? Bishop continues to sing in the spirit. And he starts to say this. Paul says we will make intercession with groanings that are too deep for words. Bishop continues to sing in the spirit. He says, Pastor Jeff, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. There is no way God can ignore your willingness to close your door, to walk through another open door, present yourself in his presence. And so the Lord would say, I'm coming to your house. And there are things that you have hungered for and things that you have dared to believe, even asking beyond your own belief, but believing, saying, God, you made a promise. And even though we are where we are, there's no limit for you to deliver. Listen, whether by few or by many, and they are coming from the north and from the south and from the east and from the west, this is not planned. You heard the word come forth, the dream. Groves and groves, I suppose. God will stir up, stir up in your house a mighty move of the Holy Ghost, and it will network and interact with other houses where the Spirit of God is moving. You will taste and see, and you will say, "It is good." This is that. Yes. We have waited, but our waiting has not been in vain. Hear it. We have listened, and we have heard a new sound. And then Barbara goes on and says, the Holy Spirit is saying, you are to cut your losses. This is a brand new day. This is a word for us. You can't go forward if you're constantly looking backward. He says, what you've lost, it's over. It's done. It's a brand new season. I see the water dividing. Get it in your spirit. Streams of people coming from both sides. There's going to be a mixed multitude of those that are going to come to your house. There's going to be a great move of the prophetic. You're going to see the office of the prophets be accelerated. You're going to see the word released in your house. You're going to see signs and wonders and miracles. You're going to see people getting up out of wheelchairs, blind eyes open, but you've got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Forget about the past and release those who wronged you and go get all that Jesus has for you. And he says, Hallelujah. Or she says, hallelujah. Bishop says, the spirit of God anointing, fresh anointing, fresh, 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 fresh. And it's a reminder. And it's a seed that was spoken forth and went out. And it's coming to pass. Get it in your spirit. Get focused. It's time to have blinders and see Jesus only. Why not us? Why not here? Why not now? Yeah. You know? Under Cheryl Hur's post. Under it's finished, there was one person that replied when I saw it, and it was Susie Paparotis or Susie Annabelle. <laughs> Listen to this. She just says, I have to share this. Kelly and I were at Annabelle's. <laughs> A 
a couple weeks ago. And Susie comes up to us at the table and says, do you want to go pray for somebody? Anybody know Susie in here? <laughs> Listen, what she's doing in her restaurant right now is on a whole other level. Right. So we go over this guy. He has hearing aids. And Susie says to take his hearing aids out. He took his hearing aids out. She put his finger in his ears. He just started praying. This restaurant was full of people. And his ears popped and he could hear. This woman is going, she doesn't care what it looks like. She doesn't care who's around. She's praying for people. She's the owner of the restaurant, praying for people. There's, there was four people in the booth next to us all going, like, she's like, don't care. Don't care. We don't worry about them. But it's the idea of stepping out into something that's absolutely uncomfortable. Yeah. Who goes into a restaurant and asks somebody to take out their hearing aids and puts their finger in the person's ears? The owner of the restaurant. Right. Have you ever seen that happen before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. She just started speaking scripture. She literally was saying, it is finished. Your healing, Jesus took care of your healing. But she started quoting scriptures over this guy and then put his finger in his ears. And then... We started moving in gifts. I, I started exhorting. It was an exhortation. I just started exhorting. It. Boom, 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 boom. One thing after another. Exhortation. He gets healed and then just build him up bigger. <laughs> Gosh. Thank you, Lord. It's according to his timetable. And in Acts 2... You're finally riven here, I guess. I want you to be thinking, what is your this or that moment? This is that. <laughs> if I say it again, don't worry about it. I knew this was going to happen. This is that. <laughs> Not this or that. But then be thinking about your this is that moment. Because what we're going to do is after, I want you to come up. And we're going to have people pray. Because you got to do it, we, you know what I mean. You can't. Just, we can't just all talk about it, right? And it, you know, right. it sounds really cool and sounds really good and sounds really. But if someone doesn't lay hands on someone, if someone doesn't speak a word over somebody, if somebody doesn't prophesy over somebody, if somebody doesn't exhort somebody, yeah. if somebody doesn't move yeah. in the gifts of the spirit, then it just sits there. God right. is just waiting for His spirit yeah. to be released in this house. Just Jesus. waiting. Thank you, Lord. What's awesome is He uses our vo- our vocal cords as a vehicle to move. Speaks through us. When the day of Pentecost had fully come. See, God has these fully come moments. Do you understand what I'm saying? Think thousands of years, hundreds of years, that this stuff has been prophesied. Seed after seed after seed after seed after seed after seed has been put forth. And my mind always goes back to the temples and how they were just a show and tell of what Jesus was going to be. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
the outer court, the inner court, the most holy place, body, soul, and spirit. Moving into the outer court. The labor of water. The sacrifice. Jesus fulfilling all of that within that court. The altar of sacrifice. And then moving into the next chamber. With the table of showbread and the altar of incense and the candelabra. Jesus fulfilling all of it. And then moving into the most holy place, beyond the curtain, which, by the way, was severed when Jesus rose. And now we all have access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that good? So, in the mercy seat, in the Ark of the Covenant, and all its contents, all of this stuff, Jesus comes on the scene. Hey, this is that. All this stuff that has been prophesied and taught and all this. I'm the fulfillment of it all. Yeah. The word has now become flesh and has dwelt among us. And we, we handled him. It says, we touched him. We heard him. And we yeah. saw him. We, we, he came. And he dies on the cross. And he rises again. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father in constant intercession for every one of us. Yeah. Saying, come home! Yeah. Come home. It's too much. Oh, nah. They were all with one accord in one place. They're doing what they were told to do. There's something to do with the unity being a part of this. And I don't believe, I, in the history of the church, we are in a place of Really, I, I, just a sense of just tight unity, and it's not like you need five thousand people. You just need a, you just need twelve to turn the world upside down. Right. Just people absolutely on fire, and they caught the vision of what Jesus came to do and say. And now it's come on the inside of you, and now the Spirit of God is directing you. Whereas in the old days, in the old man, in the natural self, you're being guided by every whim, every thought, every craving, every desire that was just full of the world and earthly, but now the Spirit of God has come up on the inside of you and you actually want to do what's right because you get it. You know where, that's the, where, that's the, where the blessing lies. Everything else is false. One accord, one place, and suddenly again, there came a sound. There's a sound. Remember the word. As of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house. It didn't fill a back room. It didn't fill a closet. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each one of them, each one of them, each one of them, it's personal, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues that the Spirit gave them utterance. And there was their dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven, all this diversity in this place. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together. See, when there's a sound, the multitude comes together. Do you hear me? 
It says they were perplexed, they were confused, because everyone heard these disciples speaking in their own language, all these different races, ethnicities, cultures present, and they're speaking out, and they're all hearing them in their native language. This is a supernatural, crazy thing that's happening right here. They're like, how is this happening? Trust me, the things we're moving in and moving forward to, what just happened? (laughs) We're going to be leaving the house going, what just happened? Because our natural minds are going to be able to contain what God is doing and what He's going to do. You're, you're, listen, you, um, you're not going to be able to help talking about it. You're going to be talking to people that you would have never said anything to before, but it's going to be so powerful on the inside of you that you've got to say something. You've got to talk about it. Sorry for the people in the front row. I think I spit like 14 feet right there. <clears throat> I don't know. Don't eat granola bars before you speak. I don't know what that was. Uh, they were all amazed and marveled. Listen to this verbiage around this. This, this is that moment. They were all amazed. They all marveled, saying to one another, Look, again, listen now. Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in their own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes, I looked every one of these words up. I'm trying to say. Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, which I thought was Phrygia for a long time, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya, enjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans, Arabs. <laughs> we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So, so they were all amazed and they were all perplexed. Those words literally mean. Their minds were blown. They were pushed out of their senses. This is what this means. They were hit hard and stunned. They were staggered. Get get the magnitude of what's going on right here. When the Spirit of God shows up in the house, these things happen. Because we are natural. And He is super natural. See, when you you see the super, y'all remember Superman? Wasn't just a man. Super. Super duper. All amazed. Saying to one another, whatever could this mean? <laughs> Others mocking. Come on now. Right. Because you, you have to be prepared for these things, right? Even with the prodigal son, the prodigal son comes back and his elder brother is like, what are you doing, God? What are you doing, Father? What are you doing, Papa? I was here the whole time, but the problem was with the elder brother, he was not searching after God. How do you stay out of the elder brother's spirit? You constantly move him with God. You're constantly in step with God. Do you hear me? Because there was jealousy there, there was envy there. And the only people that act like that are the people that are not willing to move forward. So if you're willing to move forward under these prodigal son experiences, listen, there's these fruit trees that God has for us, there's so much fruit on these trees. You know, there's not going to be a lack of abundance. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's not going to be scarcity. It's unbelievable what God does. Unbelievable what God does. 
in a place of barrenness and emptiness where there is nothing. All he does is he speaks a word and up comes life. Yes. Huh. It's because it's his breath. The coolest thing is, is when you have the Spirit of God inside you, his breath becomes your breath. Yes. And you move with him. He's, he's running around breathing on people. Hey. Breath of life. They were all amazed, perplexed. Whatever could this mean? Others mocking said they were full of new wine. Trying to reason away. Trying to figure it out. Trying to try to, don't try to reason it. Try to figure out the stuff that's coming and the stuff that's here and now. It's not going to work. Things have happened to me in the last month and a half where I have had to think about it and think about it and think about it and I still do not fully comprehend and understand what just happened. Both good and bad. What just happened? I, to me, those moments, I want to lean harder on Jesus. When I cannot figure out stuff and then my pea brain mind, I'm just like, God... You're going to have to help me here. God, you're going to have to help us here, not just on a personal level, but on a corporate level. God, we need your spirit in this house. Yeah. yeah. Because we understand and have come to the conclusion that we are not enough. But he is. He's enough. Listen, when people are healed and coming up out of wheelchairs and the dead are rising and all these things are happening, it's him. Yes. When Peter looks at the guy... At the temple, beautiful, that gate, he's sitting there and he's begging and he's begging and he's begging. 38 years! I think. He says, look at us! The interesting thing was he was just asking for alms. He was just asking for a handout. He was just asking for money, so to speak. And Peter's like, I don't have that, but what I have, I give to you. Get up and walk. Get up and walk. And it's God. You remember after that, they're basically trying to worship the disciples, and they're like, it was not our godliness that did this thing. All that we did was get filled with the Spirit of God and speak with His breath, and stuff happened. Listen, if that's not yeah. stress management, I don't know what is. <laughs> like, you don't have to be the center of attention. God Ooh. is the center of attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most stressed out people in the world constantly think about themselves. Jeez. When you get full of God and there's not room for you anymore, Jeez. all that stuff gets quenched and goes yeah. away. We try all of this stuff, and in the end, it's God. It's Jesus. And then Peter, all you know this, but before, he's cowardly, denies Jesus. All of this. Now, Peter. <laughs> has become something that he was not before. 
He's not afraid anymore. He steps out and he starts speaking to people that could very well take his head off his body. And he does not care. He's going to speak it. Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to the men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what, as the New King James, the King James says, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Hundreds of years before, Joel has spoken this word and it has gone out as seed. And now you see, hundreds of years later, Joel's words are coming up out of the ground and the manifestation of what came out of his mouth at that point in time is now, this is that. Yes. They see it. God is looking for activation. 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 This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. In the last days, you ever have somebody go, I'm not sure if these are last days. I'm not... These are the last days. I mean, he's saying it there. 2,000 years ago, you think we're not closer now? <laughs> I mean, God's probably like, no, these are the last, last of the last, last, last of those days that he was talking about. Yes, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You were born for such a time as this. <laughs> We're finishing up. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on half the people. All flesh. All flesh. All flesh. Pouring out his spirit on all flesh. Yeah. All he's looking is for a receptacle. All he's looking is for someone to fill. All he's looking for is a transformer. All he's looking for is a cup that he can pour into that he can overflow out of. That's all he's looking for. And we're, we have enough spiritual intelligence to say, hey, God, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take more. Overflow. It's never a little dabble, do you? He's never a God of a little dabble, do you? He's always the God of overflow. I will pour my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my manservants and my maidservants I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire, vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. It's going to be a great and awesome day. And it shall come to pass. Yeah that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, come home. This word is going to be coming from this pulpit over and over and over and over and over again. Come home. We're ambassadors for God. As if God, this is what the Bible says, we're speaking through us, be reconciled to God. The one who made you the one who designed you, 
the one who knits you in your mother's womb, says, come home. Y'all can stand. And if the prayer people or whoever wants to pray, come up front. Listen, I said earlier, I want you to be in, the, in, your, in your brain that this is that moment. Or moments. Listen, this is a day of activation. Yes. Do you understand what activation is? Activation is you get the button pushed. It's activated. These things put in motion. The Lord is saying to me continuously, <coughs> I have good, Jeremiah 31, 3, I think it is. I have good plans for you, says the Lord. Plans for good and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. This is that. God is talking loud and clear today. And I hope and pray in the name of Jesus that we have ears to hear and hearts to obey and step out. No matter what, whether they understand it or not, God has his hands upon us and we bear not dread or feet. For my plans are good plans. They are eternal plans. They were put in place even before you were in my mother's womb. God is speaking today loud and clear. Loud and clear. And I don't know what will have to happen for us hearing it and doing it what we are supposed to do. God help us. God help us. This is God talking today loud and clear. He has tried, done that quite a time from time to time. But maybe we just don't hear or we don't listen. I don't know. But I am too old to fool around anymore. I am too old for it. And many of you are in the same boat where I am. I pray to God that we will listen. I pray to God we will hear. Because, beloved, if we don't, he will depart from us and he will write a bot about this place. Because you have not listened to my spirit. And there is nothing worse than believers not listening to his spirit. And this man, I know what he has. God has his hand on his man. Every time I'm here and he preaches, I have a job to stay on my seat. But today, I know Elizabeth is doing wrong if she's not getting out of that place down there. I hope to God. This man has the spirit of the living God. And he has come today to declare it unto us. What will we have? And what will God have to do to be even clearer than he has been today? I don't know what else he would have to do. He has spoken loud and clear for so long. There is a world out there which is going to hell. And we cannot play church any longer. We cannot play church any longer. I know God has spoken to some people in here. And maybe you didn't have a fire under you, these you, to get you out of that chair. I don't know. But God has spoken. I'm sorry. No, oh, you're awesome. I think you need to go down there and pray for people that are coming up. Right?
This is that. Can you all come? If you need a touch from God, if you need a word from God, if you need a deliverance, if you need a healing, do not let these next moments pass you up or pass you by. There's times when there's open windows, open windows, open windows for God to do specific things. This is a day for this is that moments. Do you have somebody that you've been praying for and praying for and praying for and praying for? And it still is something that just seems so far out there. Do you have something in your body that you've been dealing with for a long period of time, a short period of time? It does not matter. God is here to move and to heal and to touch. Do you need direction? Are you perplexed? Are you in a place where you feel like you're at a dead end and do not understand what to do next? Come up and get prayer. Come up and get prayer. And Jesus, I just pray right now. Your word has gone forth and your people have heard your word and it has gone into the spirits of your people. And even if there's a person here today that does not know you, but today a light has gone on and they understand and that you have been revealed in them who you are, that they begin to walk in those things. Once you come, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.